Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and event consultant, Toby Dodge, author of The Other Side of the Aisle, and Eric Zimmerman, DJ, Master of Ceremonies, Pianist and Band Leader of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Revisiting Your Plans and Budget, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 52. Wedding planning is a very creative activity and new to most couples. You have ideas. You will get ideas. Your priorities will change. Your budget will develop as you gather information and learn about the services you'll be hiring. Then you may suddenly fall in love with a location or a wedding dress, and your budget will again change. What's important to you will govern what your wedding will cost. No matter what scale of wedding you're planning, allocating and reallocating money is all part of planning and budgeting. In this episode, Toby relates a story about working with a couple and the many factors that influence their budget. Find out how this couple wound up with a wedding that was quite different than the wedding they started planning. And now please enjoy Revisiting Your Plans and Budget. Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 52. Well, I have a topic that I wanted to share with you today. Uh We're coming up on a very big weekend, sports weekend. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl. Okay. And I actually had a wedding on Super Bowl (laughs) (laughs) weekend. And... The bride and groom, in the beginning, didn't think that they needed to address it. I I did. I brought it up. (laughs) And I said, you know, and and for various reasons, this was the only weekend that they could get married. And I think it might have been a little earlier in the year because the Super Bowl has moved a little bit later. In, in weeks, right. mm-hmm. you know, uh, but no more than two or three weeks. But anyway, when this particular wedding took place and they wanted to for um, their honeymoon uh, to have a big skiing uh, honeymoon. And because it was a second marriage for both of them, they wanted to bring their families. So. You know, it was a different sort of traditional uh, wedding, uh, you know, because most people wouldn't bring their families along with to their honeymoon uh, unless they were having a destination and they stayed for a few days and then everyone left and they stayed. But this was going to be a whole week that everybody was going to be together. Uh-huh. And so they said, look. Everyone's going to be together. This is not going to be a fancy, you know, to do. And where do we end up after they told me all of this? A five-star hotel. <laughs> I had, and I had nothing to do with the choice. In other words, I had worked out a budget for them, everything. And I thought, okay, it's going to be low-key here, there. And then they said, you know something? We have the money. We put money aside for our kids. We're going to blow some money here. All right. 
I, it literally put me back in my seat. I, I was stunned. Um, and they already give money to charities and they do good works. And so it, it was, you know, they had it and they wanted to use it and enjoy it. Yeah. Let me make a side comment here. I said, you know, there's something about having a, a really elegant wedding in a very, very posh mm -hmm. place that is a bit dressed down. In other words, there's a casual elegance that I that I find very very um, appealing, and where um, where where the bridesmaids they can wear those cocktail dresses, you know, that are just like you know so interesting, mm -hmm. and that uh, there's um, there's a certain um, Rat Pack you know looking thing where you can you can take a, a bow tie and, and and undo it and let it just dangle there, and then you look like Sammy Davis Jr. You know, so. Um, I think Sorry, that... spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Didn't go that way. Didn't go that way. No, it didn't go. Well, all right. So tell me, how did it go? What, what is... Well, that's how I thought it was going to go. Uh -huh. Because I figured just like you, okay, we're going to have, you know, a kind of a dressed down wedding. Sure. At a place that has great food, great <gasps> service whatever. Right. I thought that's wonderful. And all the children, I'm sure, because these were grown children and grandchildren mm -hmm. would be thrilled. Nope. <laughs> it took on a life of its own, which by the way, is not unusual. Well, certainly it changes and the things develop and then they get ideas and all of a sudden they've just spent $10,000 more than they planned on. Well, in this case, I had given them a service package mm -hmm. that I thought was appropriate for what they were going to do. Mm -hmm. And then the bride starts getting excited and things started to change and grow. And then she wanted a, an outfit made for her specifically. Then I took her personally to a couture, um, I can't say it was only a, a wedding uh, showroom, but it it did do bridal gowns, but she didn't want a bridal gown. So she wanted something totally different. And so I went with her to, I mean, so we're not talking basic planning here. So I, I this is the hardest thing when you have to say to someone, you know, things have changed. Uh, and I think we have to revisit our plans. Right. So if we want to title this, revisiting your plans <laughs> is probably... It's a developmental it, thing. It, it develops. Yes. And... and some develop pretty, you know, straightforward. And others, what happened was... I had to have that conversation where we sit down face to face and we say, you know, this wedding started out to be such and such. It is now this. And because of that, I brought in an associate who was really more of a friend, but a friendly competitor who had a lot of design background and even though I have an art background, 
specifically for this particular couple, I needed a, someone else hmm. because gratefully so, I had an awful lot of other weddings going on. And so part of determines which wedding I took was how much time and energy I could give it. And if I felt I couldn't uh, do it as well as it, it's supposed to be, then I would either give it to someone mm -hmm. or we would do it together. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. So I took more of the logistics because this was a three-day affair and making sure they all got really? off. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a biggie. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It, it, it dynamically changed so much that I had to look groom because he was the money man and straighten the <laughs> eye and, and just say, you know, things have changed. <laughs> and I want to do justice to the changes. But in order to do that, it's going to mean more manpower and it's going to be more time. So he stops me mid-sentence and he says, Toby, how much? Right. Just tell me, what do you need? Right. And I blurted it out. I, I, I didn't think I had the guts to say it. And I blurted it out. And thank God he was so straightforward. And I told him and he said, okay. Now, you you know, people listening to us might say, well, you know, he had money. What's the big deal? Yeah, but you, you have that's to. That's not it. That's not it. It's, no. It isn't. No. You, you respect their, their opinions and their values and their perspective. And if they don't see the value in it, they're going to say no. Do that's, that's right. what you can with what you've given. That's right. You know, just a, a real quick aside, I remember working with a, a coordinator over at the Beverly, no, the Bel Air Hotel. The bride wanted a string quartet with piano and flute. So that's six members right there. Mm -hmm. And then I had to write the arrangements for all of that special music sure. to, to fit that ensemble, number, number two. Number three, she wanted a choir. I'm figuring this all out for the coordinator. And I, pre I present her with the bill, and, and she says, Eric, she says, you know, if I present this to the father of the bride, that he's going to shoot me, <laughs> and right after that, he's going to shoot himself. <laughs> I can't go to him and tell him it's going to be another $3,000, $5,000 yeah. know, for, for what she's asking for. And mm -hmm. so what we did was, instead of was like, like a full choir, we, we did a mixed vocal group of soprano, alto, tenor, bass. So it was a, a vocal quartet, mm -hmm. okay, along with that ensemble. And it was absolutely beautiful. Well, there is a way to work things out. You're right. And it doesn't always have to be the first imagining or imagination that you come up with. I've had similar things that you're talking about. How I assess it, now, I agree with the coordinator. It is very hard to come back and say, oh, by the way, it's going to be $3,000 more for the choir and whatever. I, I think I'm a bit methodical. And I present in written form what they want. Uh -huh. In other words, full scale, pare down, bare bones. And then I show it to the bride. 
I don't show it to the dad first. <laughs> now, if dad says, I don't want my daughter to know what anything costs, well, of course, I wouldn't show it. But I want her, or in this case, if it was both the bride and groom, to understand what they're asking for. So true. Because I don't want to put the the angst for the father to have to say no to his child. Mm -hmm. So I go to the bride and groom and say, hey, this is fantastic idea. I did research. These, this is the bottom line. This is what our choices are. Mm -hmm. You let me know if you are still so passionate about having a full chorus. Hmm. If you are, I'll go to bat for you. Because you're my client, truly. Whether the father is paying me or not, it's your wedding. But let's let's meet on the playing field here. Where are you? Great. That makes sense. That, that, that well, makes... I'm just saying, because so many times I think planners, and I, I'm very guilty of this too, want to stop any frustration and, you know, get, get to an answer quick because we've got a lot to do. However, I try and take the long view and say, what is this going to mean in time, energy, and memories? How much is this going to mean to everybody? Mm. And if there isn't a consensus and someone's holding the, the purse strings, then at least they know what their choices are. And they can look at it and say, gee, that was a fantastic idea. But realistically, I think we're going to go of the vocalists mm -hmm. and instead of the, the full choir. Right. Because I got to tell you, 3000 for a full choir is very reasonable. I mean, plus that's plus all reality. the other, all plus all the other instruments plus all the you know the the, the writing it out and the oh my god uh, rehearsals and the uh, yeah et cetera et cetera et cetera yeah <laughs> but I mean I can empathize with with the planner because I've said similar words <laughs> to uh, to f photographers and and what have you and sometimes you have to go back to a parent and say. Are, are you aware that your your daughter wants this photography package? <laughs> you know, because sometimes you have parents, you know, here here's here's the money and just spend it the way you want. But you get in the middle and you say, mm. you know, this is proportionately greater than what was originally talked about that it's bound to in, impact something else. That's what's interesting about what we do is that it's a service that we're providing. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily providing things. You can mm -hmm. put a price tag on a Lexus and that's the price of the Lexus, you know, and then they go, okay, I want to upgrade that Lexus. And so, okay, so then we put in, 
you know, leather seats or whatever. And so, great. Okay, and then that's itemized and you can see how much that all costs, you know. The care of the couple and the planning process and then the, the things that change. And now, well, this is the service we originally thought was going to handle this this production and now here we are reproducing gone with the wind and so we need to <laughs> you know make it i'm sorry that touched my funny bone because <laughs> it was such a production there's a statistic somewhere of you know what, what was the budget of oh i don't know what was the budget of the last star trek movie or something or what was the, mm-hmm. what was the budget of the last star wars movie and then what did it actually come in on you know, I mean, as far as what it what it actually cost. I had a, a chance to to speak with an animator at, at Disney, and he said that with every single movie, and this guy started off doing you know, like Beauty and the Beast and and Aladdin, and he he went right up and he did all he's done all these movies, that on every single production they forge new technology. Absolutely. Just, How do you gauge? Yeah, and so so how would you budget for that? How would you foresee that? And and so there has to be this basically it's an understanding between yeah. the 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 couple and their family and then the creative aspect here that well, this is going to grow and we won't know what the budget is until we've it's done. You know, if if you really want to go at that yeah, that free. And, and, yeah. And that does occur sometimes. Um where you and a lot of it has to do with the perception of whomever is contributing financially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they'll they'll say, look, this isn't going to cost an arm and a leg. You know, we're at this place. We're doing this. I, I've got a fair idea of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. However, just like I said a few moments ago, you have a bride sometimes that comes back and after she talks to the photographer and, and the budget, what we assumed has doubled for that particular service. And I have no regrets or bad feelings. If they want to double something, that's up to them. Mm -hmm. However, if you still have the, the same total that you're dealing with, something else has to give. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's pretty early in the process that photographers or music are selected. And so you really don't know how much maybe the catering is going to come out. There may be a minimum that, that you're aware of, mm-hmm. but you haven't selected everything. You haven't had a tasting. You're not sure of the exact number of people. Mm-hmm. Because let's say if if there's a minimum of $20,000, let's say, and that's for a three-course meal, and you haven't chosen your wines yet, and there's a lot up in the air. And so literally, I've seen catering bills start out at 20000 and and at thirty thousand, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you shake your head and say, "How did that happen?" Yeah, and it's it's because and they wanted a nicer appetizer, mm-hmm. or they decided, you know, let's have a dessert before the cake because we want to extend the evening, and or they say, you know what, 
I think we'll forgo the dessert, but let's have a late night snack. And that late night snack turns out to be more expensive than the dessert. <laughs> so, it, in other words, things can change mm -hmm. rapidly. So, I think it's only prudent when you see something starting to balloon to say something. Uh -huh. they, can, they can decide to alter their budget and say, you know, I think this makes sense, even though the, pardon me, <clears throat> the photography has doubled, I think in the long run, mm -hmm. we might be spending that much money getting an album for, you know, the in-laws and whatever. So we might as well bite the bullet now. And know ahead of time exactly mm -hmm. what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different rationales that you can use mm -hmm. and understand according to your priorities. But I got to tell you that one wedding that was supposed to be a dressed down wedding turned out to be one of the nicest and and really and I'm not saying glam or anything like that, but just everybody that was there really wanted to be there. But it was Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> so everybody came on time. And when the bride and groom, you know, left the ceremony, it wasn't like clap, clap, clap. It was like roaring. Everybody was on their feet and just so happy. Wow. And I said, wow, this is going to be some wedding. And the cocktail, you know, uh, hour was very animated and they had great musicians. I mean, it was just wonderful. We get in and they, instead of doing someone would not be doing a welcoming because they were older. And so they, they sat on two, um, high, high top chairs in front of everybody on the dance floor and just spoke to the crowd about why it's important for them to be here. I mean, it was emotionally so important. Wow. And then the first course went down. And then every guy who was interested in football took two bites and went out to the lobby because the kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only well, the kickoff is actually I think it was earlier in the day. It was earlier in the day, but the Yeah, it was on a it was a Sunday yes, wedding. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, make a long story short, I I had to have a, a last minute huddle. With I did, and I called it, I need a huddle <laughs> with the bride and groom because I said, this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, I said, so here's the question. Do you want the guys and some gals too, do you want them to run out into the lobby and have big screens ready for them? Or do you want them hightailing it to the bar in the hotel and be far away hmm. from the action? 
Hmm. I vote for the big screen in the lobby so that I can go around when something significant is happening. And you can go get, get people sit down to come back in for. Right. And wow. And that, yes. And I knew darn well it was sitting on my shoulders. But I got to tell you, it was the right call because, all right, maybe, you know, first course didn't mean much. When it came to the main course, you better believe those rears got in gear and went back to the table because Uh we were at a fantastic place. Oh, man. But during the dancing, you had some people go out, you know. I mean, it's just the beginning of the evening, really. But Mm -hmm. the point is, they were going to do it anyway. Yeah. And at least they weren't sneaking out. It was... It was here. And so in a good way, it was so close that they could run out, look at it for 10 minutes or so, and then come down and back in and and be sociable and dance and go back out. (laughs) But I just, because my husband and I had this conversation last night, we were talking with a neighbor across the street and and it was a the last of the playoff games. Clemson um, didn't win, and we uh, it just so happens was rooting for them. But anyway, so the so when we were talking outside, my husband, you could I could tell he as much as he likes the neighbor, he wanted to be <laughs> side watching it, and he said, "This is the second to the last game," you know. <laughs> and so I said, "I know." I know. Go, go. <laughs> and that's what brought this memory back to me, you know, because yeah. I said, I know I've been a football widow now for four, <laughs> <laughs> for four months. So it's almost ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I happen to like football, too. Not as much as he does. But the the point is, sometimes you have plans that change. Mm-hmm. And... For us, this one certainly had its turns. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com Contact Toby by email toby at tobydodge.com That's T-O-B-E-Y at tobydodge.com Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>